0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your
1: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Matt. Now, we live in this fantasy football world, right? So this is in a fantasy context, but it still is very relevant because I, I know, and I have to go and actually look at the actual, like, overall catches, receptions, yards. I don't have that in front of me, but I will tell you, The Philadelphia Eagles are one of the worst teams in the league as far as a fantasy defense against tight ends. This could very well be a Dalton Kincaid game, but they have allowed a lot of fantasy points to tight ends this year. I know that from playing fantasy football, and I do know that just numbers-wise overall, it would translate, obviously. So I think this is a game where that could be the case. Now, the other part of this is, Dawson Knox is eligible to return from IR. However, Sean McDermott said it doesn't look like that's going to be the case this week. It'd be nice to have two pass-catching tight ends available Mm -hmm. in a matchup like this, but I would at least be confident that Dalton Kincaid should be able to get his targets and be pretty productive in this game, which could be a huge factor.
2: What does Kincaid need to do to take his game to the next level and really kind of like take over a game? Because we've had some flashes the last few weeks. I think his best game was probably the game against the Bengals where he had the fumble and that turned into kind of a backbreaking play for them. But besides that, he was really good. He had, I think, like high 80 yards or low 90 yards or something like that. But what does he need to do to kind of take over? Because we saw that in the first half against the Jets. And then in the second half, he disappeared. Now, I think part of that's game script as well. But, you know, when you see the guys like the Kelsey's and the Andrews and like the really, really upper echelon guys, those guys get 10 targets, 90 yards, 80 yards, a touchdown. Like, what does he have to do to kind of take that next step to go from being like a really good option for them to being an elite option for them?
1: Well, it's not necessarily on him it's yeah. on him. It's on. Well, I'll tell you what the answer is, because it's on him and Joe Brady and Josh Allen. And that is, I think he needs more targets down the field. He's yeah, yeah. doing a really great job of catching the ball. He has one of the highest catch percentages in the league, but he doesn't have a very good, you know, uh, air yard target per reception. Basically, if that makes sense. Um, in fact, let me throw this up here. I'm actually gonna, br- I'll, I'll bring this to you right now. Dalton Kincaid as of, I do. I do stats for the bills and tweet them out every Tuesday, like where they rank and all these different categories and then where specific players rank in all these different categories. As of this Tuesday um, going into this game, Dalton Kincaid is 21st in the league in receptions. Like he's tied for 21st. Really? League, which is Yes. That wow. wow. That's impressive. He has 51 catches. Here's an issue though. He's 101st in the NFL in the average length of reception. That's not average yards per catch. He's actually 111th there. 101st, 4.25 yards per uh, length of reception, meaning air yards. The ball travels to him while Uh in the air. Only 4.25 average on those 50 catches, so 51 catches. So that's got to improve. You want him to take that step? I think that's where it's got to be.
2: Well, we saw it against... The Broncos, he had the kind of deep touchdown there where Josh froze the defender, hits him over the top, Kincaid wide open in the end zone. That was a really nice play. I think what everybody's thinking of is Laporta, right? In Detroit, because he is used kind of all over the place, and he has been somebody who's been able to stretch the field and extend plays, and Kincaid has been able to do that. By the way, Kincaid has passed
1: him in receptions, 51 to 50, but Laporta has played one less game, I believe, but that is correct, yes.
2: Yeah, but I mean, where on that list is Laporta? I would imagine his depth of target is probably, or depth of reception is probably significantly greater. I mean,
1: numbers-wise, yeah, it's 5.92, which is nice, but it's 82nd in the league.
2: Okay, so oh, that's not crazy.
1: I don't think... You know, you're not going to get a ton of tight ends up there anyway. For tight for a tight end, he has very good numbers there, but yes.
2: Yes. I mean, I, this is not... I think Kincaid has been... I don't want to even say a pleasant surprise because I think we kind of saw this coming in the summer of how good he looked in the summer, but I didn't think we would be at this point in the season getting ready for Thanksgiving and talking about Dalton Kincaid is legitimately their second best option. And if that's a great matchup against the Eagles, then take it. Make sure... Feed the guy the rock and see what he can do. Spread it to Diggs, spread it to Kincaid, and then use everybody else as kind of your complementary secondary pieces.
1: Another guy that uh, has some really interesting numbers looking at today. So James Cook right now, now I get it. He's played one more game than most people, most mm-hmm. you know, players. He also had a game where he had negative yardage total, so it all washes <laughs> off to me. Yeah, He's fourth in the league in rushing yards. Fourth, James Cook, and he's seventh in average. He's over five point. He's five yards a carry, Matt, but fourth in the league in rushing yards. I was stunned when I looked at that. I'm thinking, you know, people think, you know, he doesn't get the ball enough. He should be more involved. Fourth in the league. And by the way, he's got over 130 carries. And, you know, just him and Raheem Mostert are the only guys that are up there in actual volume with those kinds of yards.
2: Yeah, it's funny because I have James Cook in the fantasy football league. And in that league, I'm pretty stacked at uh, running back. So my team in that league has Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, James Cook and Kyron Williams, who is now coming off of IR. And I am trying to figure out which one to move. Obviously, I'm not moving McCaffrey. But then you start to look at some of the other options in the league and you look at James Cook and you're like, man, I don't know if these guys are really that much an improvement over them. They're bigger names, but that doesn't mean they're better players, at least at the current moment. James Cook is a dynamic guy. And I think that this is going to be a tough matchup for him specifically running the ball, but that does not mean that he couldn't be a difference maker in this game. I mean, give him a little bit of a taste of their own medicine. One of the things that I noticed that they do a lot with Philly is dump it off to DeAndre Swift and just let him go do his thing. For some reason, the Bills have never really been able to establish a screen game. I don't know why, but maybe this is the week that they can. Maybe Joe Brady has some tricks up his sleeve, and you can get James Cook more involved in that role. How did you um
1: how did you feel Joe Brady handled everything? We we heard from him Monday. The way he talked about everything the way it went down, um the way everybody talked about him, um, you know, just the vibes you got I guess from the post first post you know, Joe Brady game as a play caller.
2: I think he might be good at this. And I know that's a super oversimplification of everything, but I saw the stats from Dan Orlovsky that they put players in motion, pre-snap motion, more than they did in any other game, and I think Josh completed every single pass that he did when they had a pre-snap motion 15 times, and all three of his touchdowns came. Yeah, I think I saw they did, uh, they had pre-snap motion on 15 passing plays, and he completed all 15 of them, and all three touchdowns came on plays where they also used pre-snap motion. So, hey, keep doing that it didn't feel like they were nearly as predictable. It felt like they were a little bit more innovative. And I think the thing that Joe Brady said that stood out to me the most was what was your message to Josh Allen? And it was to go be Josh Allen. And I think you definitely saw energy and excitement and just kind of like that, like really fired up leader that this team has needed. I mean, that clip that's circulating on social media, I'm sure you've seen it from NFL films of him hitting Khalil Shakur for the touchdown. And then he's on the sideline and he's like, I'm, expletive back. If you're a Bills fan, you have to love that because two things. One, he's acknowledging that he was not himself by saying that. And two, he thinks he's back, which is what you want to see. No doubt about it. Um,
1: And we'd all love to continue to see that. You know, just hope it's not too little too late with the schedule they have with the Eagles coming up and then the Chiefs obviously by week. And then the Chiefs, the Cowboys still on the schedule. So we'll see where it goes. But right now, I think the vibes are pretty good right now. Uh, amongst Bills Mafia and for the Buffalo Bills. In the meantime, lots of injuries, especially on the defensive side. So um, let's shift our gears and talk about that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.